Howdy, Ags. Welcome back to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M that is dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame growth challenges with creative hacks, and connecting them with other entrepreneurs in the Aggie network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. We got a little story for you, Ags. Corey Whitaker is the definition of success. After AM, during which time he was not only a leader in the Corps Cadets, but received a 4.0 GPA, he went on to work in New York City at some of the major investment banking firms. Corey then went on to graduate from Harvard Business School and ended up managing the Ross Perot Family Equity Fund. About seven years ago, Corey founded Bowie Capital Management, where he has overseen tremendous growth, even during some of the most challenging economic environment. So pass it back and listen up to Corey as he shares some good bull. Welcome back, Ags. This is Greg Martin and Chris Hunter, and we have got a special treat for you today. Corey Whitaker, Fighting Texas Ag Class of 2001. Uh, and Corey and I, actually, we were in the Corps Cadets together, and we spent a lot of time running back and forth on the quad as part of the Ross Volunteers. So, Corey, thank you so much for joining us today. For those of you that are listening, Corey is the founder and chief investment officer of Bowie Capital Management. That is an investment firm that he started about seven years ago. And before we get into it, I just want to brag on Corey. I mean, we have had some amazing ags on this program before, but Corey, in addition to being a good friend and I think graduating with a 4.0 at A&M. So between that and being in the, I, I slept through all my classes when I was in, <laughs> while I was going to school. So Corey obviously didn't do that, but he has gone on after graduating from Texas A&M, and he has gotten a, a master's degree at the Harvard Business School. Uh, he was a manager of the Ross Perot Family Equity Fund. And recently, his company, Bowie Capital Management, has experienced some tremendous growth culminating in a Aggie 100 nomination last year. So, Corey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being willing to share your information we can't wait to learn from you and, and connect you with other Aggie entrepreneurs. Well, great. No, it's great to be here. And it is kind of special to be interviewed by you and Chris and, and uh, going way back. So and it's good to have somebody that knows the history. So, you know, it won't be able to exaggerate or anything. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I've got to tell you real quick, I was at an event this last Saturday and we actually had the RVs come and perform a couple of their routines. And it was just so amazing. But it was, it was just reminiscent. And I was thinking about knowing that I was going to talk with you this week, that that was a special organization for both of us and a special connection. So really made me smile throughout the weekend. But tell me and t- tell our listeners, what is your favorite Aggie memory, Corey? Well, it's hard to narrow it down. I mean, I, I kind of summarize it as core games. You know, just being in the core, you have a lot of great memories. You know, but the one that just pops out in my head, we always had a lot of things around holidays where the upperclassmen wake the fish up in the middle of the night and say, hey, it'd be pretty cool if you just decorated the halls for Christmas the next morning. And, you know, all of a sudden, two o'clock in the morning, you're running around town. We end up cutting down a pine tree out in the middle of nowhere at one point as our tree and decorating the halls. Just borrowing the tree. I'm sure you put it back. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we took it back. Um, we planted a replacement. Um, 
but the, the one that really stuck out the most for me was we actually, when I was a junior, our fish had a live turkey in our dorm during Thanksgiving week coming into the Texas game for whatever reason. I, I don't even remember why we did that, but uh, in our, we were at our meeting and the military advisor at one point, you could hear the turkey gobbling in the bathroom where we hit. And he's just also, he just looks at me. He's like, what was that? And he goes, never mind. Don't tell me, just make it go away. <laughs> uh, so I just think that, you know, there's so many stories in the core and I'm sure we'll talk about later related to business. But what's interesting is a lot of the things in the moment that seemed bad, you know, a restricted weekend or physical training, a lot of my more fond memories actually come from that. And, and I, you know, like I said, we'll talk about, I'm sure, the business, but, you know, a lot of things in the moment that seem pretty bad, you'll look back on as a fond memory, for, you know, later. So. Absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> so before uh, we got on here, Corey, you, you told us that something that was really just really stuck out with me is you manage Ross Perot's family fund. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us a little bit about how you even got started with Bowie Capital. Sure. Um, yeah. So when I was coming out of Harvard Business School, I was I lived in New York prior to that, um, doing investment banking, private equity. When I went to Harvard, I was ready to come home back to Texas, of course, all roads lead back. And so I literally just started cold calling people that I knew were, were rich. I mean, it sounds naive, but I was like, you know, hey, I know you have money. I can make money. Do you need anybody? And um, literally just cold called. and. Um, the, the, the group there called me back and I, you know, interviewed and ended up getting that job. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to get jobs, but uh, just cold calling and, you know, good old, good old boy, hard work, you know, can sometimes work out too. And, and so, yes, within that over the years, I ended up managing their stock portfolio, public equities portfolio. And about seven years ago, decided to go off my own um, with their support, by the way, it's a terrific family and organization. And, and um, so they were one of our first investors. And I'm actually on their board today still, helping them on an advisory relationship. And uh, so that's kind of how it all started and the background with the Pro family. And then just kind of you grow with your relationships. And, and that's kind of how we kind of launched Bowie. So, Corey, it's most interesting, you know, just a couple sentences. What does Bowie Capital Management do? What is it at the heart of what you're doing? I mean, you've got immense education behind you, a lot of experience, but what do y'all do and how do you help clients? Sure. So, Bowie Capital is an investment management firm, but I think strategically, how we think of ourselves is we're the strategic partner to builders. So most of our, almost all of our investors are, you know, entrepreneurs themselves that built a business. They had a major liquidity event, but they're not stopping. So what we do is we consider ourselves, we're the foundation upon which everything else can be built. So we'll build a collection of about what we call 30 of the highest quality businesses in the world that we try to purchase at opportunistically at a good price. And that provides you high probability compounding very tax efficiently. And it's almost like a endowment mentality, set it and forget it. And what that does is that frees these builders up to then construct everything else on top of that. Some people, they want to you know, build more businesses. Um, you know, if it's an institution, they're building a future of research and education for others. Some people just want to build their lives, you know, spend more time and we free that time up. So if we're doing our job well, then we're providing an efficient use of capital 
we're freeing up time as well for these amazing people and our partners. I mean, there's terrific people, you know, that can go and make a dent in the world. And if you're doing those things right, it's pretty exciting. You know, Corey, that's pretty amazing. I have to admit, I am not a finance guy. I'm a very, you know, right brain type guy. So all this stuff is probably, you know, (laughs) but I love it. I love the idea that you're diversifying everything and so forth. But so tell me a little bit about this past year and Bowie Capital. Most people, most businesses are really struggling and have struggled. And, you know, what has been your biggest challenge to growth and how have you hacked it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's interesting about the past year is, you know, it's kind of a tale of two worlds. You know, if you live in a digital world, you know, your businesses, you know, podcasts or like my world where we can essentially work from anywhere, uh, you're less affected um, than someone that's obviously maybe a more, you know, human capital experience type job, um, you know, theme parks, restaurants, obviously. So for us, the actual fundamental core of the business hasn't been incredibly affected. But what has been affected is the relationship side. Um, and for us, that's actually a really big part of what we do. So we're pretty unique in how much emphasis we put on relationships. Um, and it's not just with cultivating your existing relationships and clients, but also you know being able to find new clients to grow. You know, at the end of the day, if you're going to make a very, we deal with ultra high net worth and institutional investors that you know, make very large investments, you know, for someone to get comfortable with that, they need to meet you. They need to spend time with you. Um, the inability to travel and meet face-to-face has been a little bit challenging. But the way we've hacked it is really just kind of coming back to this core. Ross Pearl Jr. told me when I launched, he was, he was like, look, 80% of your business is going to come from existing customers and or a direct referral from them. And so I think that's one thing that we really kind of took the heart. It's like, okay, focus back onto the existing customers, making sure that you know they're happy and they're referring us to people. And so that can kind of you get some leverage on getting to know someone when they, you know, one person removes said, hey, this is a great group, you can trust them, things like that. And then we had to get creative of just, you know, hey, here's our office space, here's a video of our office space, here's, you know, uh, the webinars, we've done, you know, significantly more webinars than we have historically, our investor conference was done digitally, you know, we did things called uh, Coffee with Corey, where it's just impromptu, 30 minutes, jump on a Zoom with small groups, broke it into small groups, so just being creative in ways to maintain that human element, I mean, that's what's really important, and even like our one of our largest investors, we had a, a weekly on Fridays, just, you know, an hour or so to get together with them and some of their employees as well, just to talk about investing what's going on, going on in the world during the March and April time period when you really couldn't get out and about that much. And so just really doubling down on relationships. Okay, Corey, that, that is amazing. And I love how you guys really grew and pivot has been an overused word during the last year, but you really did pivot. But my question really comes to you focusing on your existing customers and understanding what they want, what they need, and probably having to know what they want and need before they can either tell you or they may not even have the words to say. How do you change your offerings, change the value, bring more value constantly to your existing customers, which ultimately will give you new customers. Oh, absolutely. And I think you nailed it about, 
you know, sometimes people don't even know what they want or, or even what they need. So often when we first meet someone and just have a liquidity event, what we call it, you know, you've sold your business or you've taken a big portion of capital out of the business. They, they really don't know what they don't know. They, they, you know, and so they're trying to assess, do I need an, an advisor? Do I need to make investment in stocks? And so we kind of taken upon ourselves to be more than what we call a product. Like I, I think the way most things are going, especially our industry is you can be a product or you can be a service. And I think people expect more today than they ever have whether it's because of big tech or whatever it may be that's just offering more and more for you. And so many things in the business world has been pushed to the consumer themselves. So, you know, you're, you're responsible for more and more of the, the value chain. And I think that crunches your time. And so we really took it upon ourselves to say, okay, what do people really want? And they're not just looking for a stock fund. There's a million stock funds. What they're really looking for is a service that allows you like, well, what stock fund? Stock fund, you know, what kinds of companies? How do you make things simple? How do you make things mm-hmm. very efficient where I have more time to build? And so that's really where our focus has been on. And, you know, you probably hear this a lot in these, these podcasts, but doing things simple and efficient takes an incredible amount of work on our part. And I just can't tell you how much time we spend saying like, okay, they've got to fill out this form. We know that's annoying. How do we fix that? How do we fix it in a secure way? Privacy concerns, you know, and so that's where all the work goes in. Let the builders do what they do best and what they're passionate about and what they want to do. And you provide that strong foundation for them in a very concierge manner. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And what's kind of fun about, you know, our personalities too, you know, we're, we're kind of the workers behind the scene. The reason why I like the idea of being the foundation is, you know, like a thing about like a home, you don't see the foundation. It's the most important aspect of your home. You don't see it. It's just there and it works. And that's what we kind of consider ourselves is we're doing our job really well when you don't even see it. It just works. And you can remodel a home, you can change and tinker at the top, but you don't mess with the foundation. And that's what we try to be that strong ballast that it's there build everything else on top of it. And it just works. I love that analogy. It's pretty cool. And I talk about foundations in marketing. You know, your foundation really is your reputation and your website, in my opinion. I love that analogy with foundations. I talk about it all the time. So switching gears a tiny bit here, tell us a little bit about your big, hairy, audacious goal, your BHAG and Bowie Capital's BHAG. Sure. So, you know, we, we think about this a lot. Um, one thing that's a little different about how I operate is I'm, I'm very much a process versus outcomes person, both on the investing side, make good decisions and on, this, on the companies and the, the securities that you select and the returns, which is the outcome in my world, they will materialize over long periods of time. The more you try to push the outcomes, it shortens your time horizon and you often make poor decisions because you're not thinking in long enough fashion. So for us, when I think about these very long-term goals, I'm very quick to point out to everyone that, hey, if we provide our frameworks, which are investment excellence and client confidence, then we will grow because the investment excellence will provide compounding and grow your assets just from natural you know, growth and making people money. Um, the client confidence side, they'll if they're confident in what you're doing, they'll stick with it and 
for a long time and get that growth, or they'll refer people to you to help you grow. Um, but if I have to, you know, actually have a material goal, like, you know, to set that attainable numerically, we actually say we want to make our clients a billion dollars. So what's really important if you're not in the world is that is on very, very different than almost everyone else will describe it. They'll say, my goal and dream would be to manage a billion dollars, you know, gather a billion dollars. That's not ours. We're client focused. We want to make them a billion dollars. And if we do that, of course, we'll participate and do well ourselves. But again, that focus on, you know, if you align your goal is, is something for your clients and then you participate in that, I think that's better alignment. Corey, but w- with that, there's obviously a long-term goal to be able to have, but and maybe this is just a function of your world, but that takes a lot of time. And you have to have year after year after year of having those two. Th- what were those two pillars again? You, you talked about uh, investment. Investment excellence and client confidence. So, you know, hopefully we'll get to this point, but we're really big on frameworks. You distill, distilling down what really drives a business. So like Amazon would say, our, ours is getting things to you faster and cheaper. Like that's what you care about. In the investment world, a client, what do they care about? Well, investment excellence, we want good returns and we want to be confident in what you're doing. And that actually will organize your, your company around those two frameworks. Meaning when I'm talking to the research team, we're talking about a new investment opportunity. Well, how does this improve investment excellence? You know, how do we you know, find new opportunities? How do we fine tune the strategy? For the operations team, client confidence, you can point to that often and say, well, hey, you're trying to put out reports that are on time, they're accurate, that engenders client confidence. If someone's not doing their job really, really well, I say, hey, you know, how's this engendering client confidence? So that's, that's why we, we, we love to build these kind of frameworks and organize things around that. So you as a team bring everything you do back to those two things. Exactly, exactly. And then you can further break it down so investment excellence, like, well, how do you achieve that? So our framework on the investment side is quality and price. We want to own the highest quality assets purchased at an attractive price. Again, so, sounds simple. And then you break it down further. Well, what is quality? Well, we've done a ton of studies and research. That, you know, quality, we want to own a leader in an oligopoly that makes money, grows, and has the ability to raise its prices. It also needs to have a really great economic model. Okay, what's a great economic model? Okay, that's revenue growth. That's high margins. That's human capital. And you just keep breaking it down to its smaller and smaller elements that really matter. And, and, and that just allows you to organize, focus. And so you're just constantly breaking everything down into what really matters, what's really the problem to be solved. What are the things that we can do to build onto that? And you know, we do the same thing on the confidence side. Okay, people want things faster and easier. Okay, how do you get it faster? Well, obviously, digital signatures would be better. Okay, can we deliver digital signatures while also providing privacy and security? And so you just keep going on and on down the, pulling the string, we call it. I love that, Corey. And, and I definitely want to hear more about that. But let's pause just for a second and say thank you to this episode's sponsor. All right. So this brings us to the lightning round. The lightning round has one simple rule that you have 30 seconds or less to answer a question that we throw at you. All right. So are you ready, Corey? Sure. All right. Okay. So number one, since we're Aggie Growth Hacks, what's your favorite hack? It can be personal or business, whatever, anything goes. Well, we we definitely talked about the frameworks. That's probably my personal hack. 
The, the other one I would say is definitely hire really good people. So it sounds, sounds cheesy, but one person that can go and tackle something that they're more of an expert than you at frees you up to have bigger and, and greater ideas. So frameworks along with hiring great people. Really good people. So, well, Corey, what's one book, podcast, a YouTube channel, you know, something that you get a lot of value out of that our listeners should check out? Uh, sure. A book that I think is really good that, that influenced me a lot was it was called Fortune's Formula. It's actually not probably what you, you may think of it as. It sounds like a mostly an investing book, um, but it includes uh, you know, a mathematician that tried to ba- break Vegas. He actually did become an investor one day. But the biggest takeaway for me was this concept of keeping up with the Joneses. Most people in investing plan what they need to make in terms of returns to get to a specific goal. And they inverted the problem and said, well, instead, if you just make good decisions along the way and accumulate the returns as best as you can, then you spend from that and the utility of wealth is fungible. So that sounds exactly what you talked about earlier. So obviously that had a big influence on you in Bowie Capital. All right. Next one. We all know how valuable that the Aggie Network is. Is there anyone in the Aggie Network that you'd like to give a shout out to and say thank you to? Uh, there's, there's so many. I mean, um, it's definitely core buddies just for being a positive influence on on me and this, some of the best times of my life. Um, Ed Davis, uh, who is actually on our advisory board at Bowie Capital, is former president of Texas A&M Foundation, has been a big help in thinking about our, our growth over the years. So, Corey, I appreciate that insight to this last year because COVID in 2020 has really been a lot, really difficult for a lot of companies. But I want to see if you can go a little bit broad, you know, not counting this last year, what has been the challenge to the growth of Bowie Capital Management and and how have you hacked that? Sure. I'd say for us, our greatest challenge to growth is when you do something and you work so hard to make something simple then it therefore seems easy and that becomes hard to sell. For example, you know, a lot of times we'll hear, well, all you do is buy really great companies when, when their stocks are down. Like, well, why would I pay you to do that? Well, I'll just do that myself. And the analogy I often give is, hey, being healthy is super easy. All you have to do is eat right at all times, exercise every day, get enough sleep, super easy, right? It's kind of like investing. You know, it takes an incredible amount of like patience, discipline. And the way we solve it is not satisfying, but it's time. The, the longer that you, you know, excel at it and people try it themselves and realize how much skill and expertise it really takes in time, the longer you go about doing that, um, eventually they, they come around. And that's probably one of your biggest competitive advantages is time. If you can exhibit excellence over long periods of time, that's very hard for competitors to replicate and it just gives you that kind of competitive edge. So that's how we've approached it. This It just takes time. We've had people follow us for seven years. We try to be very nice and open-minded about like, hey, sure, give it a try yourself. But if it doesn't work out, we're still here. We always leave that door open because often they do come back. And that's probably a, a huge educational point because to what you said earlier, you know, your clients, they're, they're successful entrepreneurs. I mean, they've had a major liquidity event or they've taken some cash out of their business. So they know what it's like to grow something and they know what it's like to do it. And I love entrepreneurs, but if an entrepreneur thinks that they could do it, 
and they're convinced they could do it better than anybody else. Sometimes you have to allow them to see it's not as I, I make this easy and good, but it's not simple. You nailed it perfectly. You know, these are very successful, high achieving people. You know, of course, and they're like, I'm very good at business. Of course, I can do investing too. Yeah, they realize like it's just a different skill set. There's not a lot of action. Like sometimes a lot of success in investing actually comes from extreme discipline and patience and not changing things actually. And so that, and that's why you leave that door open um, because often these high achieving people are intellectually honest as well. And they try for a little while and they say, A, I'm not actually as good as I thought it would be. B, I don't even like it or interested in it. Why am I, still, why am I doing this? And let so, me go build. Yeah, <laughs> let me go build. You go do what you do well, Bowie Capital. I'll go build. And um, so we've actually, we've had people come around, you know, and it can take years. Um, but again, that's that long-term mentality and, and just working with people, relationships. Um, and uh, in the end, it, it works out how it should work out. Well, Corey, how can the Ag Network get in touch with you? How can we support you? And how can we, if there's someone out there that wants to learn more about you and, and work together, how can they help? Sure. Yes, we do, we do have a web presence. Uh, email to info at buoycapital.com is, you know, that hits uh, a number of us on the team. And, um, you know, really it's about anybody that's these type of people or know someone that we just described, you know, these builders that um, have, created something of, you know, reached a point where they've had a liquidity event and, and thinking about, you know, the next steps of uh, you know, building that foundation upon which they can continue to build. You know, we're often that first call that people want to have. So. Well, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day uh, to, to be able to speak with us. Thank you for sharing some really powerful and impactful insights. I, I, I love how you focus on your clients and let them be the builders of whatever they, they want to be. And you guys provide that foundation. Uh, I can't tell you enough uh, how good it is to see you again after, after 20 years, but uh, also to be able to have you come on and, and share so much wisdom with our listeners. So thank you so much. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys make it easy to do a great job. And I felt like this was like two minutes. Uh, it went by so fast. So, you know, um, really appreciate it and having us on and be able to share the story. How about that, Ags? Was that awesome or what? That's what you call some good bull. There were some valuable hacks that Corey shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Well, Chris, I, I don't know if it was as much of a hack or it was just the Corey's attitude of how he viewed his customers. I love that he says and he views them as builders. And he and his team are laying the foundation that allows them to continue to build, whether that be building another company Maybe it's building a, a legacy or building something for their themselves or their family. But whatever it is, he provides the economic foundation to allow them to do what they're passionate about. And everything that he and his team does is focused on serving them and allowing them to build. I, that, was, that was really cool because I, I don't think customers are viewed that way very often. What about you? No, I 100% agree with you. I love the whole foundation idea, like, just like I said, you know, and it just, it just makes a whole lot of sense there. So mine was really about his framework, right? I am all into having a framework for everything, right? I've got my own framework for marketing and everyone that we've talked to, it seems like they've got some sort of a framework that they put 
their business into, right? And the most successful people, it seems like, have either built their own framework, just like Corey has, it seems like, or has adapted somebody else's, right? His framework, if you remember, was investment excellence and client confidence, right? Those are the two, and almost going right on to yours, the foundation of absolutely everything that they do, right? And he had several other things that went into that, but it's something that it makes it easily understandable on the sales side of things, right? As well as for that client confidence side of things that they know what's going to happen. It's predictable. This has uh, worked before in the past. It's going to work now in the future, right? And it helps also with uh, employees, right? Letting them know this is our framework, right? This is what we put absolutely every one of our clients through. And this is, it just makes it a lot easier to train them, you know? So, but like you talked about that, that allows him to also hire good people. Right. Where do they fit in that framework? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's just a matter of just plugging them in into those specific areas. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, wherever you found us. Be sure to check out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can hear previous episodes and you can connect with us. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies, Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just search up McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. Join us next time when we connect with another great fellow Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop. <laughs>